Welcome to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Welcome back to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars. I want to start the podcast by apologizing to my daughter, um, because she hates when I do this, but I'm going to bring up that she just came back from Detroit where she, you know, and the one game that she shot in Detroit <laughs> while she was there happened to be the 3,000 hit from Miguel Cabrera. And uh, that photo within a few days after taking it became a Topps baseball card limited edition. So uh, very proud of that. And I, that's the last I'll say about it because I'm probably going to get beat up after the show. Yeah, you will, because quite honestly, like many freelancers have Topps cards. It was a significant moment, but I was just fortunate in that. I got to cover it. I wasn't necessarily there because I'm the most talented person. I was there because I happened to be there and my, they were like, hey, we want a second person. And I'm like, hey, my, I can my do that. My point is you didn't shoot the game where it was the 3,002 hit or the 298th hit. You happened to be there that day. It was great. Yeah, it was a beautiful day. Um, and it, it turned out all right at, at the end. So, All right. So today we're talking about social media and investing. Mm-hmm. And the reason I bring that up is, 30, I didn't know they had anything to do with one another. So yeah, thirty-five percent of eighteen to thirty-four year olds, and you're in that group, use social media to look for possible investments. Okay. So you go. That's only thirty-five percent out of a hundred. That's not much, but it is the most of everything they look for in that age group. That's like a good chunk. Yeah. So twenty-five percent refer to family and friends, and twenty-four percent look at investment websites, but the majority of people in your age group go to social media and see what somebody else is investing or, or they're hyping. And then they go, okay, that's what I'm going to consider. And many times do jump into that. So the one thing I'll say, and actually I I'll, I'll just say it and then we'll, we'll continue. And I don't mean to bring up anything. Oh, I was only going to talk about it at the end, but uh, I having got a TikTok, I don't use it a ton. Um, it is addictive for a reason and that you just keep scrolling, but I have seen the algorithm has spotted me as someone who, um, likes side hustles and, or people who offer investing, right. You know, advice or whatever. So it so, sends you that. Um, yeah, that's what sometimes pops up in my algorithm because I save it or I like it because, you know, they are interesting. But a lot of the times they also talk about things that we've talked about before, just that investing is so important. You can literally get started anytime. Um, let your money work for you instead of working for your money. Um, right. In terms of like that being your only way of starting making money. Starting early is better than starting late. Starting early is better than starting late, but starting at all is important to don't just, you know, not do it. Um, and, uh, you know, there's just a whole bunch of financial gurus who claim they know everything. So follow me for more, but, um, I'm not surprised that social media, basically that it's 35% because a lot of people are choosing to teach, um, uh, you know, financial literacy over social media specifically. Um, I mean, I guess we're doing it here on a podcast, but right. That just, sorry. Continue. All right. So I usually do pros and cons 
I the, for this show, I'm going to start with the cons. Okay. We'll take a break and then we'll go to the pros. And then I'm going to give some advice at the end that I would advise that people in your age group do. So the cons of getting your advice over social media. All right. So social media makes it easy for influencers with limited investment knowledge to share their trading and personal finance opinions. Now, the big issue with that is there's a good chance none of them are licensed. So if just because they have 500,000 followers, you decide to like take their advice without doing any research, that could be a problem and you could wind up losing money. Okay. Like for instance, we have a little disclaimer at the end of this show that says, you know, I'm not a financial expert and I'm not. What we hope to do with this podcast is that, all right, I'm trying to teach you some stuff. You can just say yay or nay to my well, advice. Well, we open up a door on a topic and then you can choose to walk through that door or not and learn more. Well, and to me, this whole podcast is about people eavesdropping on me teaching my daughter and then she asked me questions and I wind up learning stuff too. But whether you take the advice or not is your choice. Well, the thing I'll say that, you know, and I don't know if you have a second point to this, but the con of, yes, taking someone's word for it and it's an influencer, I am actually going to give my generation some credit. And I think that we're really good at being skeptical. And I think because Google has always just been in our the back of our pocket and we know how to use Google, no offense to my mother. Um, and she knows how to use Google too. But I mean, just that, I think we're pretty tech savvy and I think we're not, we're going to at least give a Google search to something and read the first article or like ask, we're we're not just going to take influencers at their face value, but yes, in a situation where, you know, most, I don't know how many like 80 year olds are on, (laughs) are on social media learning about uh, finance. finance. It's, you know, mostly people my age. So I'm going to give my generation credit for once and say, uh, that I think even if that is the case, if they are going to social media, that we will, we will look it up. So we're not, I don't think most people are going to just be like, yeah, I'm totally going to do this, but. Which leads to point number two of the cons. Lead, Thank oh, you for setting me up. I'm glad I set you up then. Social media, and there's been a ton of research on this, led, leads to a thing called herding. So herding is where people blindly follow advice without doing their own research. And so it's been proven that over 50% of people that are on social media in your age group tend to, all right, they're going to look at that. Maybe they look at the first article on Google, but they're not going past that point. In many cases, in more than 50% of the cases, they heard, they're like, I heard everybody, for example, is investing in GameStop because I read this on Reddit. There's a, you know, a, um, a, a uh, what do you call it? A, um, a thread. Right. And so th- in that thread and on Reddit, it says we're all going to buy GameStop. Even though GameStop had basically no value and was very close to going bankrupt and a whole number of stores. And we did a show about this last season. But the bottom line is everybody listened. There are a bunch of people that made money. But the people that hang on and said, listen, I know the stock's now up to $800 a, a share or whatever it was, and I my value is $40,000. i am going to wait till it's 100000 and then they lost all their money. So it's, you know, some people definitely did make money, but they, like, cashed in within a day and didn't wait till, no, I'm, I'm going to wait until I'm a 10 times millionaire, whatever. So that, people my age don't do enough research. Correct. 
We're, we're easily susceptible to hurting. Correct. Okay. Well, everybody who goes on social media is susceptible to hurting, including people over 50. But in your generation, in terms of financial advice, more than 50% of the people tended to like follow an influencer and say, I really like that person. They're down to earth or whatever. And they recommend this thing. And so I'm going to buy it. Um, number, point number three is social media has everything to do with hype, publicity, and coolness, not about research and looking into the pros and cons. So there's this, this point of FOMO, fear of missing out. And there tends to be uh, where social media pushes day trading as opposed to investing for the long term. I, yeah, I have seen that a ton where like you, there's a like predictor and you follow the predictor and you just hit a button all day, every day. And by the end of the day, you've made like, oh, $400. But it's like, that doesn't really happen every day. Right. And, and so the idea is that if you don't do what maybe this influencer or whatever this financial website on or site on social media says, you're going to miss out. It's only available for this limited time. And they might not say those exact words, but it's presented that way. And so it constantly gets you into this state of missing out. And I get, this is the only opportunity I'll ever have to make money or, or make a killing. And I'm 25 and I really need to do this. Uh, I have $4,000 in my savings account. I'm just going to roll the dice. Yeah, I think there's a probably uh, an allure that um, like any make money fast schemes um, or ways to do it. And it's like, this is a surefire way to do it. And anything that, that I'm not going to say is too good to be true, but I don't know. I, I agree with you on that one. And you know, what's funny, and I know this isn't exactly related because we're talking about finance versus side hustles, but in finance, I feel like we've had an episode before about like multiple streams of, of income. There is, I got to give credit to, and I have no idea who he is, but he did pop up once in my feed. And he was someone who actually broke down the numbers of like doing this side hustle that so-and-so said to do. Right. So there's people out there that test it out, but I don't think there are many of them that are like, okay, well, this person told me to do this. So then I actually tried it and here are my results. You know, right. here, I'm not trying to get anything from you. This is just yeah. my experience. So there are people out there, but you have to find them first. Right. So, you know, they might not see that until they've already been herded. <laughs> so those are the three cons I have. We're going to take a break now, but when we come back, I'll get to the pros and my advice for you and anybody on social media that's dealing with finances. So we'll see you right after the break. See you then. Okay, we're back and we're talking about social media and investing and I'm going to get into the pros now. Uh, so social media, without a doubt, has increased financial literacy. So you've got platforms like Twitter, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, etc. that have made it easier to get information quicker. The only problem is, like we talked about the cons, is don't always buy into that, oh my God, I'm going to miss out. It's good to learn all this stuff. And like you learned about three or four weeks ago about basis points. And you learned a lot of other financial terms about like uh, um, during the pandemic, if we're going into a recession and what those things mean and et cetera. So that's good to be, you know, the more you know, the more you can make an educated decision. So without a doubt, social media has helped financial literacy. In uh, 2013, the SEC, which is a Security and Exchange Commission, allowed 
publicly traded companies to have social media platforms. So that made it good. You know, that's another pro. Um, and so to kind of sum this all up, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with getting excited about an investment or financial tip you hear about on social media. But what I am here to say is do your own research. You know, go to establish reputable, trusted resources before you make any financial decisions. Don't just trust a financial, you know, a, an influencer that might actually just be a social media influencer that everybody likes and they're pretty and whatever. I'll say that I don't think most financial people or people who are giving financial advice aren't like also people who like endorse uh, Lululemon. Like I, I don't think those are the same, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but uh, I lost my train of thought. The point is, is that, yeah, you can't take everything they say at face value. Also, because some people partner with um, certain companies and it's like, okay, well, you know, they're getting paid to say these things. Right. So. All yeah. right. So here's my advice. We talked over the cons and the pros. My advice is that anytime you see any investing advice on social media, there should be a 72-hour cooling-off period, meaning three days where you do not invest in what they suggest until you've looked at and done some research. You've read two or three blogs about that stock or that thing they want you, that crypto or whatever it is they are asking that you, you got to do it now. You got just a 72 hour period because maybe the hype will not be the same. And the hype was just for that 24 hours. And then you're like, you're reading and like, yeah, well, some people like it and some people don't. So then you actually get to investigate the pros and cons before you do it. My second point is that you should know that all good investing is long-term and it's boring. It's incredibly boring. It's like watching paint drying. Mm. If if you want to invest because some influencer did this and like they said, go buy GameStop and you threw $10,000 into it and then one day you made $40,000 and you cashed out and you never invested in games, good for you. But the majority of people say, oh, well, I made 40, so maybe I can make 100. I made 100. Maybe I, if I just make 250,000, I'll buy a house. It's one of those things where people get caught up in that emotion. When I invest long-term and I in, in general do just index funds, what happens is I don't see big results. And then after seven years, I start to see bigger results because I'm constantly investing. And then after 10 years, I'm like, wow, look what happened. After 20 years, you go, this is insane. So all good investing is long-term and boring. And I suggest that you have a three-day cooling-off period before you invest in anything you read about on social media. I think a three-day cooling-off period is good for a lot of things when it comes to money, actually. There's a, a good friend of mine, John, and he, I saw him, I think, maybe a couple months ago. And he said that any single time that he really wanted something at a store, he'd walk out. And if he really wanted it again, maybe he'd go like the next day or he'd, he'd, but he has to walk out of the store first. And then if you still want it the next day, then you go get it. But otherwise he's not like buying impulsively. And I think that's the same for, you know, oh, this, this company is like gonna, gonna do really great things. I'm going to get so many, so much back in returns or if I just have to invest now. Um, I think it's good to, 
to wait a second. Um, I don't know if this is really true, but I believe I read about two years ago about Rob Gronkowski, mm-hmm. tight end who used to play for the Patriots and plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that when he was growing up, his parents, whenever the kids wanted something, I got to have this toy, I got to have this toy, they say, okay, you got to wait at least two days, like you're going to spend money out of your you know, savings because you're a kid and you got all this birthday money, whatever. Just wait two days. And if you want it, we'll take you right back to the store and you can get it. And he said 90% of the time we'd go, no, look at this other cool thing two days later. I want that. I want that. I want that. Wait another two days. And so what he has done from that lesson he got from his parents, and it's worth looking up on the internet. I believe it's Rob Gronkowski. He has never spent a cent of his salary He's only lived off of any um, paid partnerships or uh, sponsorships, sponsorships like uh, endorsements. He's never spent a cent of his salary. And I'm like, okay, if that's all invested, then he has set himself up for life. It's it's just he set up his kids for life and his grandkids for life, presumably. Exactly. So it's just worth considering, like having a three day cooling off period if you're going to, you know, be on social media and get any of their advice. Um, So I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I think this is like our 77th episode. We're getting close to 100. Lucky so. 77. And when you add 7 and 7, it's 14, which is my favorite number. So, woo. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please subscribe, and we'll uh, see you next week. Thank you. Bye. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.